Hey everybody, this is the second part of our Being a Better Geek episode, or double episode, however you want to think about it. And we are talking about Jim Butcher's novel, Stormfront, the first book in the Dresden series, or the Dresden Files series. And you can check us out on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. If you want, you can also check out our RSS feeds, which can be found at our website, www.allgeeksconsidered.com, where you can leave us a comment or send us email. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at AGC underscore blog, follow Vincenzo at AGC or Diego at DM underscore AGC. Uh, thank you for listening, and feel free to comment or communicate with any of us. We'd like to hear your comments. Doing this like tandem, being a better geek thing. Yeah, I agree. Okay, we're also recording. Sure. Okay. Well, thank you for letting me know that. I like the tandem, and see now it gives me the opportunity to say, give my segue, which is you know we talked about science, and now we talk about magic. Yes. It, the best part about this is the magic isn't the part of the series that I love. It's definitely it's... there as a, more of a tool than as a. It's a framework thing. I mean, it, like where Harry Potter magic seemed like a big deal in the world, where like this, okay, he's a wizard, he's sure, magic, and it's a it's a reality where ninety nine percent of human beings are like, yeah, that doesn't exist, and they believe just like us, and then just the one percent are very cognizant that people turn a blind eye to anything supernatural. But this is just I gave you this not because I hate you, but because I love you. And I think that the, the noir, hard-boiled aspects of it were such that you might actually engage with it. And I did. I, I actually really enjoyed reading this. Uh, in, in any case, book. though, I'm going to let me introduce what I gave you as your assignment, which was Stormfront, a novel by Jim Butcher. And it's the first book in what they consider the Dresden Files, which I believe is at 15 or 16 as of the end of this year. Um, novels, and he's planning on somewhere between 22 and 24 novels in the entire series. They're case files. We're coming back from a time where it's just like, um, it's like Perot or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a lot of the long-running, there are a lot of long-running uh, hard-world novels out, series out there. And mysteries and all that stuff. And this is just another example of them. It just happens to be that the main character is a wizard. Mm-hmm. And also, I think that the the most important part of the hard-boiled that doesn't always get recognized is just the fact that his main character just is expected to be outclassed. He's he's a bit player that just happens to see a bit more. You know, he definitely has that feel of you know you 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 can take him down pretty easily, mm-hmm. but he cannot. But he does you know have that ability to outwit you. Exactly, he's hard-boiled. He figures things out. 
it's it's very interesting. Um, they did do a television series out of it, which some people like if they haven't read the series, and if you have read the series, almost universally you don't. I haven't watched it, so. Yeah, it's not anything that great, one way or another. Uh, it, this was written in 2000, which I didn't know. That's astounding, because like it's... one year, then? Maybe I'm a little off on how many books have come out. Maybe 13's coming out this year. That has to be it, because he hasn't read... He hasn't written more than one a year. It started week, the series, um, up until, I want to say seven or eight, it was paperback release only. And then they gave him, you know, now he's hit, he's hitting hardcovers first. It looks like the first book had a hardcover the first year, but then after that it's kind of sporadic. Yeah. Coming up to Wikipedia. And now it's, it's hardcovers every year. Um... Uh... It looks like the fifteenth book is coming out uh, sometime at the end of this year. Yeah, it's supposed to. So like, there were there were there were two and a one. But you know why this is? Is because he he started writing these when he was in school, mm-hmm. and he wrote the first trilogy pretty much as some of his projects. To the point where you might find this entertaining, at least. He was trying to break... He broke a rule on purpose because he was tired of talking... Because one of his professors said, Well, don't make... Don't make the mistake of using too many talking heads. So he made a literal talking, talking head just to fuck with them. Well, that's just being an obnoxious That's all that is right there. But it worked. And I mean, it, it, it's a talking head... In actuality, but it is a really full character. It has a character. Absolutely, and later in the series, it becomes more and more important. But no, I, I will look at what the new book's release date is later. You've distracted me. I'm not going to be distracted. December the third. That's about right. Um, when he's on, he's one of the most devoted writers I know about because he's he is written one book a year at least, and he when he does another series, he looks at. The Dresden Files is bread and butter. This is what he has to do to have a family. Well, it's, probably pretty, it's probably pretty evergreen. Make a re- yeah, exactly. And he writes other stuff. Like he'll, when he does other stuff, it's one Dresden book a year and this other thing. He's pretty prolific. That's that's the idea you got to have for uh, getting this shit out. I mean, as a significant fan of the Dresden Files, I completely agree. I think he definitely needs to do that once a year. And Look at you, George R. Martin. <laughs> Don't die first. No, everyone else will die. I swear to Christ. His last words, whether he's dead or not, will be, and everyone died. It's gonna be a plague or something. No, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be the worst death. Whatever it is, it's not gonna be a good death for anybody. <laughs> it will definitely be a plague. But no... This was written when he was a student. I think that shows somewhat, but I also think that if you were going to be a student writer, the noir field is the best field to get your feet wet in. Because it is so, as we've discussed before, so dependent on rules. Yes. And as long as you follow those rules and have a modicum of talent, you should be fine. If you, Well, the thing is you have to follow the rules, but at this point you have to at least... Break or bend a few to make it interesting to read, and I believe that's what the magic is for. The, the magic here is the—I don't want to say gimmick, but it's the no, it's the other thing. Yeah, it's the the flaw and the, the rules. Yeah. So tell tell us about your responses to this. Wow, I broke there. <laughs> yeah, I broke Vinny. 
Oh, fuck. No, I, I, I really enjoy reading it. It's a fun, easy to read, um, blah, blah, blah. Series? Book? Hard-boiled story. Sure. And I, I mean, I've always, we've kind of gotten into this before, I've liked hard-boiled for a while now. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting more and more into it myself. Because, I mean, they tend to be, especially for books, I'm, and any, really anything, I'm kind of a, brevity is, is the soul of wit. You seem to like bare bones kind of things. I do. I don't. I don't need too much excessive stuff going on. Sure. And this is a really good story. To just read and enjoy. Absolutely. And it does a lot of the thing. It, it's clearly set in the present day. Because not you're not trying to figure out mm-hmm. too much. When is this set? Has a has a decently fleshed out you know feel of Chicago, which is you know one of your standard you know, three cities you get for it is hard boiled. I can't read these. Novels without being homesick. I know all these places. I don't know if she does. Now, admittedly, obviously, he fictionally creates locations. Yeah. But, like, he mentions you know, neighborhoods, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know Cabrini Green. Don't go near there. <laughs> and I, I like that he is, sort of, he is sort of the sad sack type character mm-hmm. without being uh, too much wallowing in his own. No, he. Sadness, which is annoying. He reminds me of. He could be any one of my friends. Honestly, when it comes to it. I have many, many friends who are smart, don't know what to do with women, and, you know, life kind of shits on them. What didn't you like? I didn't mean I didn't particularly... The only thing I particularly didn't like about it... My God. Tell me that's not a first. It's not even amongst to be a better geek. I mean... But in the entirety of the goddamn podcast, have you ever had a universal, aside from Cosmos... I wouldn't quite say universal praise... I just, there's nothing particular. It, but there's nothing you, know, you didn't like. No, but it didn't like ever like really go make me question you know the genre or question myself or reality. It, that, and those are things I sort of have to give that wow level. Well, sure, it's not to. it's not supposed to be a wow book. It's supposed to be an entertaining read. It, this is, in my mind, a geek noir accessible airplane book. Yeah, it's a. It's, it's genre fiction, and, you know, it has that bag and it comes to that phrase. Sure. What I do like about it is, one of, the, one of the reasons I gave it to you, is because, as a standalone novel, Stormfront holds up. Mm-hmm. But, it also works as a cornerstone to a series. Because if you, and you read so many things for the podcast and whatever, you, you probably will never touch the series again. But I picked up the next one on my candle, but I'm reading um, Neuromancer mm-hmm. now. Which is well worth reading. Yeah. It's, I, I haven't read it yet, so I was like, well, uh, I totally like Cyberpunk, so I might as well start at the, uh, you know, sure. cornerstone. But that said, um, the first, I want to say, four or five novels in the Dresden Files give you a very... They're basically what give you the fully fleshed out world. Because you go from... A general descriptor, and you start going through major powers. So, like in the second book, there's werewolves aplenty, and it's it's they take a good stance on it because it's not your standard werewolf lore. It's very different, which is good. What you can do when you have a talking head that knows everything about magic. Yeah, and they go from werewolves, vampires, fairy, and just kind of enrich your knowledge of the world. Okay, so the first handful thing. Now the first three you're saying, the first like probably the first five. Okay, because they also go into, uh, I think the fifth one is 
how spirituality works in this world, which is fairly interesting because it's one. It's a, basically a world, at least, which your main character says, "Yeah, I there's proof that there's a god up there. I just don't really bother with him." It's an interesting conceptual awareness of religion without being demanding. But yeah, so like the first five books give you a well-rounded thing, and throughout it, and right up to the last book I read, which I guess was the 14th book, was um, there are threads that they continually touch back on. Mm-hmm. It, this is definitely becoming more and more of a... It's less of a standalone episode, it's more becoming... Absolutely. More tie, there are more and more ties. There's more and more ties back to the beginning, there's an ongoing thread of story, and the best part about it is he managed to, to do it and get every reader's praise for it that likes the series. They didn't go, oh, what, I can't read these as standalones anymore? Because he takes, he, he gets better. He was a student then, and now he's not, and it shows. Well, I've gotten from a lot of people, oh, yeah, I'm rereading that whole series now. So it, which is rare that enough people are going, I'm rereading this entire series. Yeah, I can't speak for myself, because, as you well know, you're, you're, I... You know, up, next, next page of that, I've got to reread the entire series. But um, people, I, I do, I know the same kind of people who are just like, oh yeah, I'm definitely rereading the series. And sometimes it's because a new book come, is coming out, and sometimes it's because they just like the reading the series. It's chock full of good snarky humor, and it's decent noir. And they have a, um, he never fails to give you decent stories. They don't get boring or repetitive. Okay. Which, at book 15 coming it's- out... It's impressive. If you pull it off at book three, I'm usually impressed. He had some interesting... episode three, yeah. He had some interesting things, too. Like, he does formulas that you don't even know about, because he's a very prolific person. Mm -hmm. When he goes to conventions and everything, he will answer questions. And he won't spoil anything, but sometimes he'll give you hints. Like, for instance, there were certain recurring bad guys. He's just like, well, if you pay attention to my formulas you'll know exactly who's going to star in the 15th book. And you went back and realized that in book 5 and book 10, it was the same villains. And you, I doubt anyone had really ever paid attention to that until that point. And then you're like, oh, okay. This guy like, sorry for, for that guy to come back. Yep, he's right back. Well, he from what he says, there is a, he's going to... Everything's coming to a point where he has an overarching trilogy. Like an end of the world style mm-hmm. trilogy that will wrap up these books, and he has the main components down, but he's definitely bendy on how to get there. Okay, like there are characters that he introduces that he's like, yeah, I introduced this character, and I thought it was out. just going to be there, and they become this huge main character, and you're like, okay, didn't see that coming, and he didn't see it either, but he still has a plot and a plan, and that makes me feel a little more comfortable. Yeah, I mean, if you're plan- if you're saying you're going to do 22, either you got some sort of really good contract to keep doing one every year, and you're going to keep cranking them out, you know. I like, think uh, when they come to know, like, like Danielle Steele does every three months or whatever. Sure. I think when they come to it, I think that the publishing company may very well be like, you sure you can't work out a couple more? But I'm pretty sure he'll hold strong to being done. Well, I mean, what? Well, yeah, well, I'm sure they'll, you know, put the next series together, you know, from the author of. Well, he yeah. and he's doing that. I think his next series is going to be a steampunk, which I am looking forward to reading because I've never ever engaged with that kind of material. Mm-hmm. But there, if there's an author that could make me engage with it, it's probably Jim Butcher. But yeah, I'm glad that you had so many friends who knew what you were talking about. That bodes well. I got one 
Facebook comment on it from Catriel, parentheses Kit, uh, saying, As for Stormfront, I'm reading the series, I'm all caught up, but is Stormfront really a good intro to the series? I can't comment on that. Um, I, I absolutely think it is, because you have to know who the character is, mm-hmm. and they're pretty good about introducing you to one Harry Dresden. I don't know. Like, honestly, if you really want to give the series a try, you at least have to read the first four. Uh, and in my mind, a lot of times, because there's so many books out, even I have gone to the point where I'm like, yeah, I, I can't reread the series anymore. There's just too many. So for the longest time, four was my start point because it was one of my favorites. But he definitely, I think that's just an aspect of him. Like the first three he wrote in school. And it kind of... And he got better. Okay. It's not like these are poorly written. By no means are they poorly written. No, it doesn't have, like, first season syndrome that we've talked about in the past where, like... Mm-hmm. Like, this is... It's a good book. It's not great. It's not really... I don't know if it's too groundbreaking or anything, but it does it feel solid. It's, it's solid. It's fun. It's easy to read. It's my favorite type of story. I don't like to read groundbreaking works every other thing. You need to be... Sometimes you just need to be able to pick up something and read it and have a little fun. Uh, for instance... Um, Stephen King just came out with his new one under a true crime imprint called Joyland, which wasn't what it was advertised, I guess, in my mind. But it was there was no real supernatural presence to it. It was just kind of a pulpy, um, kind of coming-of-age, working at a carnival, solving a 20-year-old mystery. Probably less than that, more like 10, but still. It was a good book, though. I highly recommend any Stephen King fan give it the benefit of the doubt, even if it's not supposed to scare you, which it won't. It's not a scary book, but it's a really good true crime book. He's actually making me like it was only true crime imprinted, mm-hmm. so it's um, it was only paperback. There was no ebook version, no hardcover. So you you buy the paperback, and there's advertisements in it because of the company that's publishing it. That's all they publish. So it's like one of those good cheap books you buy, you know. Absolutely. So I'm looking through it, and I'm like, oh, that might be interesting. I could read that. So like, I got a little list together of other of these books that I want to investigate. You really did create a monster when you uh, like had us do the noir thing. Because I, I knew... That was your idea! I knew I liked Brick. It was our idea. <laughs> I knew I liked Brick, but I didn't realize I liked the genre. Well, I mean, Brick is, the, is, is essentially... The I distillation didn't, of the genre. Well, I didn't realize that until I watched the Maltese Falcon, and then I watched that, and I'm like, "This is fantastic!" <laughs> I've watched everything now. It's so much free time with that podcasts. Oh yeah, but so no, so like I knew that, and now I'm getting into like I didn't really at first I didn't recognize why I liked the Dresden Files mm-hmm. so much because I wasn't cognizant of it in the space of a genre, and now I'm like, well, of course I liked the series. Oh no, it all makes sense. There's actually there's a lot of good noir on, um, not not necessarily hard boiled noir, but a lot of other noir on Netflix. It sort of looks at other styles of what's going on, some Fritz Lang stuff, stuff like that. I'll have to I'll have to touch base with you and figure out what that is. Okay. Because like, it's it's definitely a, a genre that I, I've definitely fallen for. It's good. Um, but no, so I'm really glad you liked that. I I have to admit, I will within the next day I'll have it. But I don't have what I'm going to assign you next. Oh, I have, I have my next pick. I, I know you do. The thing is, I've actually danced like 18 different picks, and I've got to put it on paper now. You have. I'm really glad I haven't started any of the ones you've been... So, the pick is going to be the 1997 anime series, Revolutionary Girl Utena. 
Okay. I feel like I've seen Revolutionary Girl somewhere on print, but I I've think definitely... I texted it to you. But once I'm saying it on a podcast now... It's solid. It's solid now. Like now like You're not going to edit this out, like right? Like someone other than you can hold me to it. You're not going to edit this out, yes, right? I'm a lot edited out. All right, so... It's way more work tonight than I wanted to put it over the show. Um, now, I'm I'm kind of dancing around a couple things. I don't want to go out and say it in, 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 on air yet. I may, in fact, approach Twitter and see if we can't get some... You know, see if I can't get a couple votes going. Do you have the power to, like, rally people against me? I don't have the... I don't know if I have the power to get people to actually suggest anything, but we'll see. Talk, talk to, like, he I just have to... I just have to name-drop you, and sooner or later people will start talking. It's true. I mean, I'm the popular one. You, you really are. I, I guess I'm the new sex appeal that I just got. Uh, you're all that we have. Wow. You've got your little hipster glasses. You can, you can make it work. Your scruffy hair, you're into science. What's going on? <laughs> I'm confused, I feel dirty. But in any case, I'm really glad you liked this. Um, I suspected you wouldn't have too many negative things to say, but never in my, my wildest dreams did I hope that you'd actually enjoy something well, I gave there, you. There were, I enjoyed a lot of things you gave me. <laughs> I think we just, we just had a bad run there with like two books that I didn't like. We did, and we'll have those runs again, because we are very disparate in our uh, yes. geekitudes. Although, things that, we, things that hit, though, can really hit with both of us. They do. Like, I've been really impressed with, um, like like you said, sometimes you'll suggest something to me, or I'll suggest something to you, and it's just like, how have I never had access to this before? Yeah. Like, like why is my geek circumference how not I, how, how did I miss this? Exactly. And that's, I guess, the spirit of this whole thing, so. And that is the spirit of the whole, like, almost like the whole blog, mm-hmm. or podcast now, whatever. Internet doodad. But yeah, so hopefully, you people who have been listening... Hopefully, once in a while, the same thing happens to you. Hopefully, you care about our opinions. Or, at the very least, are willing to try things based on what we're saying about them. And opinions that you haven't heard of before. Well, I'm guessing that there seems to be a mixture in people responding where they're like, oh, yeah, I know about that. Or, like, there's always someone who's going to have that. Hopefully, someone in our listenership. But hopefully, someone has not been exposed to that. Yeah. I, I recommend, if you like if you like uh, hard-boiled detective novels, check out Resident Files. It's... Worth the six ninety nine or whatever it is on Kindle. It it absolutely is, um, and you can read it standalone. Like if you do not want to burden yourself by a series that is entering its fifteenth book at the end of the year, yeah. that's understandable. It's a little, little heavier. There's probably less pages than Game of Thrones. I think everyone at this point. It's absolutely less pages, and these are books that you read in like a couple They're days. They're much more discreet. They're much more discreet. More discreet. You know, it makes it easier to. Just power through it. They have a quick plot like thread too. It's quick. So in any case, that was that. I will be approaching Twitter in the next couple of days before this undoubtedly actually it's, it's, loads it's, it's up. It's like a two week uh, turnaround for full episodes. So yeah, you'll know what the next Be a Better Geek is on my side of things uh, before this comes out. I'll edit it in at the end or something. <laughs> what are you going to mimic my voice? But I don't. Pa- I don't think you could be that nasally. I don't think you're that nasally. <laughs> I, I think you would think you're much more nasally than you think you are. You, you've you've been listening to... You've been editing these too much. No, I just know people are much more nasally than you are. I'm sure. But in any case, that's all we have to say about the Dresden Files. See you next time. Signing out.
Shoot, shoot, shoot it out! 